I'd like to welcome back to Sojourner Truth, Kamal Esaheb. He is the immigration policy attorney for the National Immigrant Law Center based in Washington, D.C. Kamal, thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And Kamal's work uh, focused on the passage of the DREAM Act, implementation of the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or the DACA program, that uh, controversial program that President Obama uh, implemented, and as well as state and local enforcement of immigration law. So, Kamal, it's open for debate right now. Uh, the Gang of Eight um, got 82 votes, 15 Republicans against it. Um, a lot of problems. Even President Obama has said that the bill is a compromise and nobody's going to get everything they want. Uh, your reaction to the bill? Well, we're we're excited that um, debate has has you know opened on this bill. Um, you know that there the, the bill has been out there for about two months now and. It's been open to a lot of scrutiny. Uh, there was a, you know, a broad and open debate uh, in committee, uh, you know, where over 300 amendments were filed and over 100 were actually uh, voted on. So we're very happy with the way the process uh, has gone uh, so far. It's been an open and transparent process. Uh, there have been serious efforts to improve the bill. Uh, by some senators, um, but I think you know we all, we saw in committee, and we're going to see on the floor, there'll be some attempts to kill the bill. Um, you know these veiled attempts to quote unquote improve border security, which are really nothing more than uh, attempts to torpedo the entire process. So you know we'll be monitoring the amendments very carefully, and you know trying to you know inform um, inform folks that look to us for information, inform them about, you know, what these amendments do and, you know, which ones are uh, good for low-income immigrants, uh, which ones are good for immigration reform, and which ones are meant to uh, end the entire process. Right. So given the bill as it stands right now, are you supporting it and, and the organization, the National Immigration Law Center, uh, supporting it in its entirety, or are there some problematic aspects from your point of view within the bill that you would hope to impact or remove? Well, we th- there are some things in the bill that we like, and there are some, some things in the bill uh, that we, we don't like. Uh, you know, we like the fact that there is a path to citizenship here for uh, the undocumented. Uh, we're not especially happy with what that path looks like. We think that there are a lot of roadblocks in that path. Um, you know, these fines and fees that individuals have to pay along the way, uh, these are really onerous fines for, for low-income immigrants. I mean, we're talking about uh, before somebody gets citizenship, they have to apply at least four times with immigration. They have to pay four series of fines, uh, four series, you know, four, four sets of fees, uh, three sets of fines, and um, the earliest they can get citizenship is is 13 years down the road. Uh, how, mu- how much money are we talking about, by the way? I mean, if you count all that up, approximately. Well, uh, let me lay it out for you. <laughs> uh, so initially, we're talking about uh, a $500 fine. Uh, plus a, an application fee, which is not determined by the bill. That's going to be set by DHS. Mm. 
let's say that's about $500. Uh, we're talking about five years down the road, another $500 fine and another uh, uh, application fee of, let's say, $500. Mm-hmm. We're talking about uh, 10 years down the road, uh, a fine of $1,000, and then an application fee also of over $1,000. And then three years after that, we're talking about a citizenship application fee, uh, which is now $680, which is going to be higher um, at that point. And that's for every single family member. So that that's getting close to $5,000 right there. Right. And mm-hmm. then you multiply that by, by family members, although there are provisions in the bills that allow for combined applications. But generally, you know, you multiply that by family members. And, and then you, you factor in that most people... You know, we're talking about low-income immigrants who've been, you know, largely working in the shadows who, you know, these are huge sums of money for them. Um, And on top of that, you know, the bill does some, you know, has some some serious restrictions about safety net access for immigrants, Uh, people in this transitional 10-year status, this RPI status, uh, are barred from uh, access to uh, ACA uh, tax credits. They're uh, barred from all sorts of safety net programs. So we're really talking about uh, people who are, you know, we know are, you know, come from low-income backgrounds, immigrant workers, who are being taken through this really harsh gauntlet uh, of eligibility requirements and fines and fees, and, uh, and then not being given the support um, of, 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 you know, a safety net if should they fall into poverty. So we think that's, you know, this is an issue that, that concerns us very much. You know, we're happy that there is a path to citizenship, but we think that we need to look at the entire picture, that we don't want um, a path to citizenship that leads to uh, second-class citizenry. Yeah, eleven million people. Right, and so, and under this bill, immigrant pregnant women and children would be denied uh, supports they need to stay healthy. This is some of the safety net um, stuff that you were referring to. And what about uh, some of what the conservative senators are likely to propose? And who knows what's going to come out of the House? Yeah, I mean we're. You know, the amendments were filed uh, yesterday, and we're still, uh, you know, we're still, you know, they're, they're, they're flowing through as we speak, and we're still analyzing them. And, um, you know, there are some, there are some harsh ones there. Uh, there, you know, there's an amendment by Senator Rand Paul that would uh, basically eliminate um, the safety net programs, not only for these people who are being legalized, but for all sorts of uh, of immigrants, even mm. those who are here legally and even those who are uh, refugees and asylees. So uh, we think, uh, you know, we're very concerned about that. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said before, it's not just about giving people status, it's giving people an opportunity to succeed. And yeah. uh, we don't want to just give people a work permit and then expect that everything will, will work from there. Uh, you know, this is about what society looks like over the next decade or two, and we want to make sure that that's consistent with with our with our values. So, uh, to answer your question, there there are tons of proposals that are being made. I think some of them are you know genuine attempts to improve the bill, to tweak some of the requirements. Let's remember this is a bipartisanly you know bipartisan crafted bill uh, that was put together by four four Republicans and four Democrats. Uh, so there'll be attempts to tweak it. 
but there will be attempts like that disamendment that I just referenced by Rand Paul that are just plain attempts to, you know, to, to just torpedo the process. Right, right. And as your executive director says in her statement, quote, instead of needlessly spending $1.5 billion on the border fence, senators should consider investing that money to keep 586,000 aspiring citizen children nourished and healthy. And I, I think that statement says quite a lot. Well, um, uh, Kamal, we've had you on before. You'll be back as uh, this <laughs> this whole process unfolds. But we appreciate you taking time to join us today. Thank you. Thank you. We are going to take a brief station break.